the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. My two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon, are at a big symposium this week, so uh, they can't make it. But I will have a special guest coming on here in just a minute. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is miscellaneous trivia. Now, our special guest, who we've had on a couple of times in the past, Dane Moeller from Primary Residential Mortgage. Dane, welcome to The Best of Investing. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Edward. Happy to be here. Good. Now, so what's going on? I mean, uh, interest rates, have have they crept up? Uh, Just give us a rundown of what's going on in the mortgage market. Yeah, interest rates have come off the very bottom. I think if you were to uh, look for the bottom, it was October, November of last year. And uh, we started this year with a little increase through April, then a decrease May and through the summer, and uh, now starting a little bit of an increase again. And the expectations are uh, for slow increase through the rest of the year. Um, Caveat to that is the jumbo investors have gotten – uh, more aggressive and are back in the market to a bigger degree and fighting each other uh, to provide the best deals. So similar to a few years ago, jumbo investors are now coming in below conforming and uh, still delivering rates in the high twos for a 30-year fix, which is great. Wow. So am I hearing you right that the uh, interest rate for a jumbo is actually less than if it was yeah. lower? Wow. That That's... so. Yeah, the the interest rates uh, for conforming loans, which are loans um, that meet Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines, they have a lot of taxes built into them. Uh, our government has added all kinds of fees over the years uh, that have nothing to do with real estate. I mean, we pay with for roads and infrastructure and all kinds of stuff with taxes on mortgages. Um, huh. And jumbo loans don't have those taxes. So if uh, oftentimes for very good scenarios, jumbo lenders will offer better rates than conforming. And it really does have to come. Uh, it does come down to those taxes that we all pay. When we get and so the jumbo loan. loans don't fall under the umbrella of the Fannie Freddie. And that's why they don't have those taxes built in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How, how much are those taxes, generally speaking? You know, I don't have a specific number, but from what I understand, they drive up interest rates anywhere from a quarter to three eighths of one percent from That's what they would be with, no, uh, with no taxes. Well, you know, and they don't call them taxes exactly. Okay. Uh, I think they're you know they call them guarantee fees and other other names, but they're they're uh, in essence taxes. That's it. Hitting the middle class again. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the, a little bit in the lower, if you're uh, thinking about Marin, where we live, it's, uh, uh, you know, hardly anybody gets a, a conforming loan, you know, <laughs> unless you've got a huge down payment. Yeah. You know, there, there are a lot of people, though, that are moving laterally or up in the market and do have a large down payment. You know, there's so much equity in the departing residents that, you know, if it's not their very first home, uh, it is quite often that we see people putting down a million dollars and getting conforming loans. Gotcha. Um, but that money's primarily coming from a departing residence uh, yeah. where the first time home buyer who's, you know, scrimped and saved and everything to come up with a, a down payment. Generally we're in that jumbo range uh, and, you know, trying to get to 10% or so on the down. So are you finding people who have a lot of equity rather than saying, well, I'm just going to cash out the equity and take a huge loan because the interest rates are so low, they're saying, no, I don't want to take on more debt. I'll just move the money right over to the next house. You know, it's really a mixed bag. Um, Some people do see the wisdom in holding those funds and investing them. Uh, I would be one of those people. If you're borrowing money at 3% and you can earn, you know, 5% in the market or a much better return with you, uh, (laughs) why would you not do that? Uh, I ran the numbers recently and it's a huge spread over 30 years. If you're borrowing at three and earning five plus, but other people are still in that mindset of wanting to pay off their home and uh, wanting to have as low a house payment as possible. And um, they're less into maximizing their gains. So they're going to go ahead and roll everything over. And I got to say, I kind of get that because a, there's something about writing a check for a lower amount and, and feeling the, the conservative nature of uh, it, it's, it's effectively a guarantee because if one invests money, you, you know, potentially you might not make it all the time. You might actually lose some potentially, right? Whereas with a, a mortgage, it's a, it's a fixed, assuming it's a fixed interest rate, you know, you got to pay that every month. That's why <clears throat> it's funny in the old days when I used to do financial consulting, and people would show me credit cards, you know, that they're paying 22% or something and, and that they'd have money sitting in a bank at, at back then, maybe 9%. And they'd have excess cash. And, and I, I'd let them know, I said, you know what, I can get you a 22% absolute guaranteed rate of return. And really? How? I said, pay off your credit card. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't max it back out again, it's not a bad strategy. So I can kind of see where even though interest rates are really low, uh, you know, you and I might say, gosh, they're just so low. How can we, how can, how can we not get ourselves fixed into a, a larger amount um, to where you say, you know, even if you, you know, maybe one year you'll earn 10%, maybe the next year you'll lose 2% or make only 5%. And like you said, over a number of years, it actually might make a lot of financial sense. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, a lot of people's minds go there. And I think that's actually the more common uh, way to think. Um, And it makes sense. And a balanced approach is probably best. All right. We're going to catch to our first commercial break. Here's our first trivia question. Again, if you know the answer, Dane, don't say it until we get back. Which first lady founded a center for the treatment of addictions? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here is the trivia question. Which first U.S. First Lady founded a center for treatment of addictions? Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. We are going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, 
Back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown. My co-hosts are not here today, but I do have Dane Muller from Primary Residential Mortgage on the uh, on the Zoom, uh, as they say. But here's our first trivia question. Which U.S. First Lady founded a Center for the Treatment of Addictions? Do you know the answer to that, Dane? I don't, but I would guess Nancy Reagan. But no, maybe... Think, uh, no, remember Betty no, I don't know. Betty Ford? Yeah. Betty Ford. That's oh, our answer. There you go. That makes All right. Before we get into it, I want to make a quick mention here for the Portola Hotel and Spa... Uh, voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by Condé Nast uh, Travelers Readers. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey, featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms. Uh, they are pet friendly and they offer several on-site award-winning amenities, including a spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at Portola Hotel and Spa. And for more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. All right, uh, on in the studio here uh, on Zoom, so to speak, we have Dane Moeller from Primary Residential uh, Mortgage. And um, we have a, a question here that comes in from a listener that would be right up your alley. Do mortgage companies still offer buy-downs of interest rates and are they worth it? Um, so absolutely, yes. Um, Mortgage companies like ours uh, do offer buy downs, and any time you're getting a loan, there's generally a spectrum of interest rates available with different costs and different rates. The lower the rate, the higher the closing costs, or vice versa. Higher the rate, lower the closing costs. Um, if it's worthwhile or not depends on how long you plan on being in the home and likelihood of being in that loan. Okay. The more you pay up front, the lower you'll pay in the long run, but you need to be on the loan long enough to recoup that cost. So uh, if interest rates fall dramatically and you refinance a year later, probably wasn't smart to pay that buy down cost. Uh, but if you have a loan for you know, seven years and you broke even on the uh, buy down in the first three years, well, you've definitely come out on top. One other thing to consider is that buy downs can generally be financed. So that is your equity paying that where the savings each month actually comes out of your pocket. So from a cash flow perspective, it can be very beneficial to buy down the loan using your equity. And you can do that uh, without it be considering uh, a cash out loan. You can use that money um, on a what we call a no cash out or on a purchase loan. Um, and then you save out of pocket each month and uh, money in your pocket month to month when you're paying bills worth a little more than equity tied up in your house. So how do you do that with your clients? Do you, you have like a little template or a grid or, or is it just more philosophical discussion with them? Yeah. So I have a program that uh, we input all the availability uh, available options and run an analysis and we can see at any point in the loan, which was the best loan, so to speak, based on upfront and monthly interest costs. We don't look at the full principal and interest payment. We actually just look at the interest each month yeah. and we can kind of move forward in time and try to identify a sweet spot where you're getting the best balance. Most people don't go to the very lowest rate, um, you know, and spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to get there. Um, we usually find kind of a, a good balance where you might pay a little buy down to get a better rate and have a, a better long-term loan, but still balancing the fact that maybe you won't have this loan as long as you think. That, that, yeah, I guess the two quick questions that people really don't know the answer, A, will interest rates drop again? And B, 
am I really going to live in this house? I think I'm going to live here for X period of time, but things change, you know? Yeah. And will I ever want to remodel this house and, and do a cash out loan, you know, uh, because oh, there's that option too. You know, people refinance for all kinds of reasons, not just for a lower interest rate. So I generally like to see about three to four years as the break even on any upfront cost. Okay. Beyond that, it's just too hard to tell. Um, yeah. Some people will tell me it is this is my forever home, my forever loan, and and we'll go in that direction. For but most people, three or four years is the timeline that I generally recommend uh, in terms of paying additional cost and recouping it in terms of lower payments. And and before I forget, uh, and we'll ask you some more questions. But how do people get a hold of you, Dave? Uh, people can give me a call at four one five. 870-2752. That's our direct office line. Or you can always shoot me an email at D-M-O-L-E-R, D-Moler at primeres.com. That's P-R-I-M-E-R-E-S, as in Sam, dot com. I like that nice little shortened uh, version of it. Uh, so what, uh, you know, today, and again, this uh, we're recording the show on a Thursday. The show will air on Friday, uh, Saturday. It's probably not going to change too much. What uh, what are the various interest rates you're seeing right now? So interest rates really do vary based on the scenario. Um, everybody's going to qualify a little differently. So there's not just one interest rate out there. Um, but we are seeing for the very best what you would consider kind of a perfect scenario, uh, high twos to low 3% on a 30-year fix. And then if you're going for a shorter term, you're edging down into those 2%. Uh, levels for say a 15 year fixed or a 20 year fixed. Um, the adjustable rate mortgages remain extremely unpopular and underutilized. Uh, and I don't generally advise adjustable rates when fixed rates are so low. Um, yeah. So we're not really um, even looking at those uh, most of the time, because if you can grab a fixed rate in the low threes, you, you definitely should. Yeah. No, that, that, that totally makes sense. Uh, do you guys offer HELOCs also? We do not. We are a first mortgage lender. Just, just, just strictly first mortgage, yeah. And yeah. You know, I guess in some cases, if you can get a large enough loan, you, you might not need a HELOC. Yeah, you because know, the HELOCs are, are, you know, those are adjustable, um, and they are generally going to be a higher interest rate. Um, what are those at about 3.5% on average? Yeah, um, you know, not offering them myself. I can only uh, yeah. say what I see out there. And actually, it's usually a little bit higher than that. Uh, prime is three and a quarter. Right now, you may get prime plus one, something like that would put okay. you at about four and a quarter. So, you know, high threes, low fours. Uh, equity lines do have their place. I mean, it's great to have that reserve available. If you have no balance, you pay no interest. You know, that's yeah. that's great security. I have an equity line myself and uh, love, love knowing it's there. Um, yes. But if you have a use for cash, you know immediately why you need it and want to spend it generally a fixed rate is going to be a lower uh, overall cost yeah no that, that totally makes sense has the 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 fed has kind of talked about raising interest rates haven't that because it seems to be the topic every year <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh what's your what's your crystal ball tell us well they're 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 actually going to do it uh they need to put a few more bullets back in their gun so to speak um the fed has been subsidizing mortgage rates through the purchase of mortgage-backed securities uh they're going to so slowly stop doing that what we call papering uh a big thing back in 2013 was the paper tantrum and they've done a good job this time around of telegraphing and telling everyone we're going to do this um, and they will fully paper and they will get all the way to zero on purchasing mortgage-backed securities before they raise rates. So they got to go through that process first. So we're probably not looking until maybe next summer in my crystal ball um, until we see any sort of increase, but we will go up 
half to a full point from there. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's actually pretty significant. All right. Yeah, we're going to cut to our second trivia question here. Uh, what does police chief Martin Brody use to kill the shark at the end of Jaws? We're talking about the first Jaws, not, not uh, two, three, and whatever else one they have. All right. Uh, I remember that 1975, a very uh, scary movie back then. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. What does police chief Martin Brody use to kill the shark at the end of the movie Jaws? All right. Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. That's me and my special guest, Dane Moeller from Primary Residential Mortgage. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 8.60 a.m. The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 8.60 a.m. The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guest, Dane Moeller. Here's our second trivia question. What does police chief Brody, Martin Brody, use to kill the shark at the end of Jaws? The movie Jaws. Do you remember the movie Jaws? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does he use to, uh, to, to kill the shark? You know, I got an image of the, in my mind of him with a rifle and a scope, yeah. but I don't know if that was actually to kill him or just along the road of trying. No, no, that, that was it. He, uh, what he does is he, he takes a scuba tank and he throws it in two of them out of the shark and the next time when the shark comes up and he says smile or say ah you know he, <laughs> he shoots them in fact it's funny because in in the movie um uh richard dreyfus makes a comment about you know be careful those things can explode because they're high compression and i think that kind of you know they give you a hint about that so towards the end of the movie it's like wait well, you realize yeah. hey if i do this and i shoot it I don't know. I guess maybe that's true. Maybe that would explode. I don't know. Maybe press it on like the that. neck, you know, on the on the on the the end piece there. Uh, it probably would, yeah. or at least go shooting off somewhere, somewhere, something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in fact, you remember Jaws two? Did you see that one? I didn't ever see Jaws two. It, it was um, it, it was good. Not quite as good, but it was good. But basically, there's an old underground electric cable, and what he does is he lifts it up. So that when the shark comes, he, he does, you know, he says, ah, you know, say, say, ah, like a, you know, like a dentist would. And then the, the shark bites it and gets electrocuted. <clears throat> That's a different way to kill a shark. Don't try this at home. Okay. Uh, so Dane, now a lot of times we, you're in the, so you're in the mortgage market. And a lot of times we'll be asking realtors this, you know, was, is now a good time to buy? Uh, and obviously this is just, you know, your opinion and, uh, the audience will take it for for what it's worth, but uh, what 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 is your what opinion about uh, real estate? Yeah, you know, um, I do get that question quite a bit, and I'm not a realtor, but you know, I see a lot of transactions and uh, read a lot about uh, upcoming uh, forecasts on interest rates and other things, and I do believe in that values will continue to rise. I do think that we have not. Um, hit the top, we're not going to see a decrease. And so if you're thinking a good time to buy in terms of, you know, is this going to be cheaper than the future? I do think so. Um, I don't see any depreciation in home values. And, and what uh, brings you to that conclusion? 
You know, ultimately, uh, the prices are a result of supply and demand, and there's a lot of reasons that supply won't increase. You know, ta- our tax code is a big reason. People don't want to move to another house and increase their property tax base. And obviously, there is a new law in California for people over 62 to, to make some transfers. But for most sellers, it's a big jump uh, to go to today's prices. Also, as interest rate rise, um, people aren't going to want to jump ship from their two and a half percent mortgage, right? Uh, when rates are at four, it's going to be a big consideration for someone to move and have to borrow money at a higher rate. So that's going to further uh, hold down supply. And um, on the on the demand side, you know, the, the tech industries and the um, tech money continues to fuel this area and fuel the Bay Area in general. And, and California is uh, prospering. And I think that there will continue to be a lot of people looking to uh, buy homes and really having prioritized home more due to COVID and being at home. Uh, it's become a more important aspect of people's lives. Which is, uh, you know, it's a very interesting too, because you've had situations where during COVID, a lot of people just uh, took money and, and started doing remodeling to their house. And a lot of those people probably are not saying, well, gee, I, I remodeled, now I'm going to move. I mean, they, they probably are going to set for a while. And then also, you know, there was some buyer fatigue with people, you know, with, with so much, uh, uh offering and then you know getting left at the altar so to speak from the standpoint of you know hey did i did my bid get accepted did it get accepted it's like no you're you know 10th in line which is interesting because i wonder you know partly that'll keep the demand down but a lot of those people are not going to put their houses on the market for that reason so we did have a little bit of out flow of human beings from California, according to, you know, losing a, a Senate seat or house seat. Um, but there always seems to be more people coming back into California. And, and it depends where, too. I mean, if, if you're in the sticks, that's one thing. Uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, San Francisco, uh, with all of their lockdown and all that, um, you know, a lot of times it seemed like the, the streets are empty. But, you know, COVID's not going to last forever. And once we come out, you know, a lot of people who had moved to the suburbs might just want to go, go back to the city. So, again, there's going to be more fueling of, uh, of some buyer demand. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I guess from your standpoint, as long as there's movement one way or the other, traction, you know, that's good for you because, you know, you're, you're in the business of providing loans for people, yeah. be it refinance yeah, I mean, we're, or moving. Yeah, we're here to help people, you know, and uh, that's providing transactions, you know, providing that next great loan and, and then that great, great uh, service experience. So for us, movement is very important. Um, but, you know, I also want to give people my uh, frank advice on if I think they should do something or not. And I would still purchase a new home right now. Okay. Good. All right. We have a couple more minutes before our next trivia question, uh, which I think this one you'll get, because I, I tried to make at least one Softball question, you know, if I could. <laughs> uh, the other ones were, yeah, no, 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 not so hard. Um, let's see. Uh, has has COVID been a good thing for? I mean, can I say a good thing? Has it has it been a boom to your business, or has it uh, slowed it down? 
Well, interest rates um, coming down have been uh, very beneficial to the whole mortgage industry. You know, we're here to provide benefit. And when you can lower someone's house payment significantly, that's a lot of benefit. So it's been very busy. It's been challenging. Um, you know, the the appraisals uh, and appraisers continue to be one of the biggest challenges in our industry. And a lot of that is due to COVID and uh, appraisers not wanting to go out of their market area. Um, you know, they're also just kind of exhausted from the uh, amount of work they've done. So, you know, that's been a challenge and there's been other challenges with notaries and recording offices and um, things that, you know, are part of the so that's process. Basically it's slowed um, down the process for someone to be able to refinance their house. Yeah. And, um, and, appra- and right now, you know, as we're heading out of the year, the appraisal portion is the slowest part of the process. And it was, you know, last year might've been underwriting, might've been processing, the mortgage industry itself has, has in general caught up. I know we're caught up. We're yep. 24 hours for underwriting right now. Um, but the appraisals uh, and appraisers, they're outside of our control and they're independent people. And that's the biggest question mark when you start a transaction is how quickly can we get someone out to the house? You know, we have purchases that are three week purchases and on day one, you better reordering that appraisal and, and paying a rush fee and, and hoping and praying someone picks it up. And, and is it taking three weeks? For uh, general turn time, if we're not in a rush on a refinance, is four to five weeks. Uh, but purchases, we are able to get done, you know, in 21 days Three if days. needed. Uh, okay. But everything's got to fall into place. All right. Here's our third trivia question. The Battle of Gettysburg occurred in which U.S. state? 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Professor Investing is going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guest, Dane Moeller. Our third trivia question, the Battle of Gettysburg occurred in which U.S. state? i got to guess Pennsylvania. Yes, there you go. Okay, so you still batted a 333, which if you're in baseball, that'll get you into the Hall of Fame. You can give me a bunt for that rifle uh, rifle to the... The scuba tank. Yeah, we'll give you uh, half credit for that one because you knew it was yeah. that was pretty good. So, you know, the tax code, they keep talking about, you know, changing things with regard to are they going to get rid of home mortgage? Are they going to limit it? Uh, you know, they've talked about, you know, the SALT, right? State and local taxes mm-hmm. uh, potentially changing that. But then there's the high income people, et cetera. Uh, they're also changing. They're, they're also talking about changing the rules within IRAs with regard to what kind of assets you can hold. And if you're holding any alternative assets, i.e. not stocks, bonds, and mutual funds uh, category, that if that passes, they're going to give the holder uh, two years to sell those assets. They're not just going to say, okay, if no one just can't buy anymore, they're going to say, no, and you have to sell them. Well, I don't know how that's going to work, especially, you know, if people have purchased real estate, in their portfolio, I mean, they're going to they're going to have to dump it. And if they're in a limited partnership, I don't know how they're going to get rid of that because it's an illiquid investment. So you know, you, how do you for? I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. So I kind of threw a whole bunch of stuff on the plate here. Yeah. 
just wanted to get your opinion as to uh, uh, the, the uh, how tax implications are will affect real estate. Yeah, you know, and um, those are all good questions. I'll try to unpack that a little bit. And, you know, the the mortgage interest deduction and then also the SALT, which is state and local taxes, you know, both of those are aimed squarely at the coasts, right? Uh, those yeah. are uh, the West Coast and East Coast and, uh, uh, you know, battle against the higher cost areas. You know, they lowered the maximum interest deduction down to, I believe it's 750000 from a million. And, you know, people in the middle of the country probably don't borrow that much money, at least in most areas. Yeah. Um, that I haven't seen be, been too big of a um, issue that people bring up when they're considering a home purchase or refinance, but it's certainly a real issue. The SALT limitations, that's a bigger deal. Um, you're limited to $10,000 on your state and local income taxes. Well, in California, if you're affording a house, you're most likely paying the state over 10000 in income taxes. Um, so and if that you're means a high your earner. property taxes are, yeah, I mean, your, your property taxes in essence became non-deductible yeah. um, from fully deductible before. And that's that's a big deal, especially, you know, if you're buying a, $1.5 million house, you're spending more than 15000 a year, yeah. uh, close to twenty on on property taxes in most areas. So that's a really big deal. And I haven't seen it um, pushed down demand to buy a house. I think everybody's kind of just accepted it. And cost it is so competitive out there. It's, it's cost to do in business, but ultimately it does cost all of us homeowners uh, a little bit more. Um, so I'd be firmly in favor of that going away. Um, no, tell me which politicians to fund their campaigns yeah. and uh, make a donation. <laughs> I mean, um, can you imagine how uh, how much better even real estate would do if suddenly they gave some extra bonus for it? You know, I mean, there was a time yeah, you know it's, first it's, home kind of, first home buyers. You know, they they got a special break. Do they get that anymore? No, there's no uh, there's no special tax break uh, for first time home buyers, at least that I know about. Um, there are special programs that uh, provide down payment and closing cost assistance, and we do offer those, uh, and they're great programs uh, for the right person. Um, but generally, uh, first time home buyers don't have any sort of bonus or or you know not getting a, a check yeah. in the mail from the government. Well, what's you the minimum down payment nowadays? Is it there was something like with FHA, it was 3% or something like that. So FHA remains 3.5%. 3.5%. Uh, but conventional for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, we can do 3%. Um, that's up to the conforming limit, which is 548250 this year, 548250 But we're actually already lending up to 625000 on the assumed limits for next year. There's going to be a wow. massive increase in the conforming limits because uh, they are tied to median home price. I think in the Bay Area, Alameda, Contra Costa, San Francisco, Santa Clara, the high cost counties, we're going to see close to a million dollar conforming loans for single family homes. With uh, still a 3% down payment? So once you get above that uh, standard conforming, uh, it increases to 5%. Uh, I believe it's 5, it might be 10. It's uh, I think it's 5. Yeah, uh, I believe it's 5 for a primary residence, um, single family home, owner occupied. Um, we can, though, uh, do down payment and closing cost assistance. Um, that can get somebody in a home for 2500 bucks. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. amazing how you can layer those in. Um, no, those aren't going to be your highest cost homes. No, of course, you got to meet all the guidelines and qualifications and all the rest, but um, those programs are available. Now, those guidelines are generally going to be a, a decent FICO score and in good income? 
Right. You're going to have a decent FICO score, uh, at least above 720, hopefully above, or sorry, 620, and 60. hopefully above 640. Uh, you do have to have um, income that qualifies, but interestingly, there is a limit and a minimum. So you can't make too much and you can't make too little. You've got to be right in, right in the middle. Um, and uh, those are the two main things. And then, of course, wanting to live in the home you're going to buy and not buying in too expensive of an area. What's the minimum and maximum? Because you said you, you can't make too much, you can't make too little. It's the median. Uh, it's tied to the median income, which is different for every area, every neighborhood. Um, there's a thing you can look up online and see. Uh, if you type in home ready income limits, there's a map that comes up and you can put in an address and it'll show you what the median income is. And it's tied to that. Can you give us an example of just a off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, a lot of areas will be, you know, 85, 90,000 at the max okay. um, that you can make. Um, and then, you know, these are areas where you may be buying a house for $500,000, something and like what's that. The most, people, um, most people that are utilizing down payment and closing cost assistance aren't earning tremendous amounts of sure, money, sure. right? They, otherwise, they could save money for a down payment yeah. more easily. And what's, everybody, the, what course, was, most what's the minimum income for that? So 80 or 90,000 at the max. Well, yeah, so the, the minimum is going to be based on the house price and other debts, you know, a standard debt to income requirement. Generally, we're going up to 45% debt to income, which is pretty standard for other. Um, 45%? That's pretty high. It didn't it used yeah. to be like 34%. Uh, so Jumbo is 43, um, and that's uh, kind of a, a sometimes a pretty common number. Uh, but these go up to 45. Um, we do have loan programs go up to 50. FHA loans sometimes go up to 55. Is that take-home uh, pay or gross? That is gross. That's gross, and then that weighs against all your obligations on your credit report. If you have any, um, you know, alimony or child support, things like that, and then the housing expense. Uh, of the property. And, and do you have to have mortgage insurance then if it's less, putting down less than 20%? You would have mortgage insurance if you're putting down less than 20% or if you're using FHA financing uh, at any percentage. Um, and mortgage insurance, um, it's kind of like you said, cost of doing business. Yeah. Right? It has kind of a bad name, but ultimately if it helps you buy a house, it's just similar sure. to paying property taxes, yeah. right? It's just an additional expense and uh, you know, it got you to get into the house and you just factor it in. Is, uh, what does it add about an extra half a percent to the rate? Uh, it, it depends a lot on the scenario. Um, okay. FHA mortgage insurance is regulated. It's the same for everyone. Um, private mortgage insurance is offered by private companies and they have these amazing algorithms that you plug in, mm -hmm. you know, FICO score and loan to value and zip code and, you know, all kinds of different factors. And then they come up with a rate. All right, we have to, to cut to our next commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments on the best of investing. Don't touch that dot. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Dane Muller, a primary residential mortgage and Dane, you're quite the uh, uh, knowledgeable person on uh, mortgages for sure. Give out your information one more time so people can get a hold of you. Yeah, thanks, Edward. So uh, once again, it's Dane Moeller with Primary Residential Mortgage. My phone number is 415-870-2752, or you can always send me an email at dmoeller, D-M-O-L-E-R, at primeres, that's P-R-I-M-E-R-E-S, as in Sam, dot com. And aren't you one of the head honchos? You're like a manager there, aren't you? 
I'm the division president here in the Bay Area. There you uh, go. We have an office in San Francisco and an office in San Rafael. And Primary Residential is nationwide, uh, over 250 branches around the country. And we're in every state other than New York. I'm personally licensed all over California and Oregon. And uh, what's the big advantage, let's say, for, let's give you a little pitch. Um, why sure. should people, you know, I know you're very honest. You're a very good mortgage broker. Um, besides that, why should people choose you versus some, someone else? Yeah, so we're technically a mortgage lender, not a mortgage broker. We are the ones um, offering the loan. We do all the processing, underwriting, and funding in-house and uh, in our small Bay Area group. And we really take in Nordstrom's approach to our, our clients, and we try to offer the best service possible. We're 100% repeat and referral um, and we don't, you know, we're not out there advertising a, a teaser rate on the internet. We're here to provide an honest service and to get it done and to care about each and every loan that we do. You know, we're, we're out there fighting in your corner to make sure you get the best possible result, not dealing with a big box that, you know, frankly, you're just a number. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause some of those companies, uh, you know, you see them advertised on your phone and on the computer all the time and you don't know really who you're dealing with. And, it, and they can make you promises and then not come through and you, know, you can be left holding the bag, especially if you have to close on a on a property rather than, you know, a refi where you're just like, yeah, OK, well, it takes however long it takes. is not a big deal. Uh, of course, every day that goes by, you're not yeah, you're it's costing you money if you could refinance at a lower rate. So it's, yeah. it's good to get the personal touch. That's what that's what we're here to do. And uh, it's been successful. And. Uh, we've been uh, in business well over 20 years and uh, hopefully a lot more than 20 more. Yeah. Well, it's kind of neat because they said it is kind of like a boutique type company because, you know, you don't, you, you don't really see you guys really advertise. I mean, it's like you said, it's, it's pretty much just all word of mouth and, and referrals from uh, other people. I know that uh, we've done some good business together uh, where we've helped your clients. Uh, if there's some reason that they need us to do, uh, a quick loan just to get in and then you take them right back out. So uh, it's kind of nice to retain the business and it's, it's definitely been a good working relationship and I've appreciated Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Same with you. And you know, that, that advertising, you see something, you know, on, during the world series or something else Well, that money had to come from somewhere. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, probably the people they helped paid a little bit of a premium so that they could have their name up on the, on the billboard. You know? that's, a, that's a good point. It's the same thing. It's like when you, you know, you go to, uh, you know, let's say Union Square in San Francisco, that that rent, the the real estate is really high. So you know, you don't necessarily want to buy a, um, you know, some some kind of commodity like you know, a pack of gum. Let's say you know, there when you can go down to Safeway or something down the street. Um, so yeah. yeah, and yet you're uh, the thing is though, your rates are pretty competitive though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we hang our hat on our service, but if we didn't have great rate and costs, you know, it wouldn't make sense for people to do business with us. Yeah, they, they, so, they, uh, they would love you, but only so much. I mean, it's going to cost them exactly. thousands. Exactly. Yeah, at the, end, at the end of the day, we're, we have to be extremely competitive along with everything else. And, you know, that's the lack of um, cost in certain areas, like, you know, big advertising budget is how we can do the service and do the rates and costs uh, both at the same time. Very good. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, being my guest today. We're going to cut to our thoughts for the day. So my landlord says that he needs to come talk to me about how high my heating bill is. And I told him, my door is always open. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Okay, here one more. 
Did you hear about the man who fell into an upholstery machine? Don't worry, he's fully recovered. That's too. Uh, those that was that was too much of a joke. bad joke, right? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember to tell my kids those. That's ones. right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We'll be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brain, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.